Hey everyone, today's topic is making the most of your time on the tennis court. Uh, just a little combo with me and my mate Paddy. Uh, yeah, this is this little podcast thing I got going, so first time at it, so everyone please be kind. And yeah, look forward to many more of these in the future, and it's only the beginning, so let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of Unstrung with Vince Henley. I'm Vince Henley and um, yeah, a little project I've been wanting to put together for a while and a very, you know, much looking forward to being able to have this sort of platform to discuss a few of my views and opinions along with some friends and, you know, different people that I come across in the tennis world. So yeah, we got a cool topic today. I actually got one of my longtime friends here with us. He's a... Uh, giving us his time and uh, thoughts and opinions, so I'm excited to have him here. Uh, Patrick Rhino, uh, yeah, like I said, long-time friend, I've been on the tennis court with him a lot, he's coached a lot and everything like that, so yeah, just going to bounce some ideas with him today. Patty, Happy to be here, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries, man. So the first uh, little topic that we're just going to brush over today is really just like, you know, to- ha- making well, the most... I, w- I wouldn't say it's little. There's yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. it yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is a big topic, hundred percent. So we are going to just talk about like kind of making your most of your time on the tennis court. So you know, we had a fancy title, optimizing your time on the court. It's just really like you know, when you're on the tennis court training for whatever purpose, whether it's you know match practice training, you know, with your coach by yourself, just making the most of your time on the tennis court, just so you can get you know get the most out of it. So. Yeah, we're, I'm I sure. mean, we're, we're all guilty of it. We've all wasted a few sessions on the court just because, uh, you know, we didn't really know what was going on. So, yeah, we're just going to try and iron a few of those things Yeah, down. just a few tips. tips. Hope you yeah. get a little bit of value, something you can put into practice, you know, if you're listening to this. And, uh, and yeah, so, like, we've written a, written a few th- little things down. So, the first one I got down, Patty, I want you to, like, when I throw these things at you, you just delve into them a little bit. So, like, it's obvious one, you'd think, but, uh, you know, I've coached tennis for years and stuff and it's not really the most common thing but i think it's super necessary is just like getting to your lesson early (laughs) (laughs) so patty Uh, (laughs) yeah i think i've uh i've fallen ill to this a few times um yeah it was definitely a a problem during when i was playing but uh (laughs) i can definitely say that it does it does have its benefits so what do you think like how early should you be? What 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 is what is getting to the courts early mean? Like we know what the words mean, but what does it actually mean, as in for you? Well, I think it, it depends on the level you're playing at. If we're going from, yeah, you know, anywhere from let's say four, for example, all the way to, you know, pro players who are you know in their twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time's going to vary for me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd say when you're younger, you know, up to that age of about ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um. You know, you should be getting there ten minutes early at least. Yeah, I think. I just I think agree, that's, a, yeah. that's a good time. Also, like you're not rushing when you're going down to your time on the court. You're not rushing, stressing out like, oh, we're going to be late. You got to rush on the court, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. I just think, yeah, yeah, you want to get all those little things ready, um, and then as you move up the ages, I think it's going to start getting into that fifteen minute, twenty twenty minute range because you yeah. know there's going to be things like strapping your wrists or your feet or yeah doing little, little warm-up exercises you know you, you start going through a lot more gear yeah that's and, exactly then, right. and then you want to have your off-court warm-up exercises done 
mm. before your lesson actually starts or before your training session actually starts with your hitting partner or whoever you're with. Yeah. Or you your know, coach. You, you don't want to be wasting any of that time, like I said Just before. so you sort of, like I said, you so you're going to make the most of your time on the court. You're generally going to have a limited time, whether it's like you've got a couple of hours with a hitting partner, you've got an hour lesson, you've got a squad or anything like that. So, yeah, like saving that time. You know, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So you're not yeah. going to be doing that on the court. So, like I said, I guess that leads on to, yeah, the next thing would be like as soon as you get on the court making the most out of a warm-up this is a common thing i see again is like when people are doing like a little warm-up whether it be hitting or exercises they don't really take it super serious yeah it's sort of like they just go through the motions and they're just eager to really like get into it but like what do you think is your mindset even when you're like hitting up or doing a few little sprints or warm-up things on the court what are like a few things where you can really try to maximize that time? i mean i i don't think you really want to be too intense in your warm-up yeah I'm I'm a believer in having you know a borderline sweat. I wouldn't say you want to yeah. be uh, sweating completely before you're starting the lesson. Mm. And for me, starting the lesson is you know after you've had you know your, your ten minute hit up and down the middle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, like starts at your little mini court, then go work back a little bit and stuff. Yeah, like exactly that. right. Yeah, yeah. And then and that's once you get to that stage, that's when you should be uh you know sweating, and then the intensity starts to lift. Mm. And then you get into your drills and your plans or whatever else is uh, yeah. playing for the lesson, yeah. But like I said, I think that like it's it's your it's a mindset thing as well. Like when you're warming up, you know, you're obviously going to have a little chat. You're right. I don't think you should be too intense, but don't just like, you know, I see this again with a few of the younger ones. They're like mucking around trying to slice the ball and chip around all this sort of stuff. I think you should really be like focusing on like little technical things, even from right when you get on the court. Like just yeah, get agree. your little Completely. setup things right. Don't like be lazy with your feet, like split stepping, those little things. Like get those things early. So when you do go up and have to ramp the intensity up, like they're already there. You don't have to wake your feet up. You don't have to, oh, now I'm hitting properly. Now I got to hit my shot with proper technique. Like do that from the start. Yeah, exactly right. There's a fine line between, uh, you know, walking and just that little bounce in your step, mm. I think is key. Like uh, just, you know, your split step's going to get more uh, more noticeable the more warmed up you are. But you just got to have that yeah. light little just two feet off the ground, moving each side. Yeah. You're not really going to move much out of the middle. But yeah, if your feet are just moving slightly, yeah. constantly moving all the time, but with rarely any effort, yeah, yeah, barely yeah. any effort, I should say. Um, you know, that's actually going to be beneficial for you. Yeah, and I actually tell the young ones, no slices in the warm-up. At least <laughs> not with mini. with Because I just think, like, you shouldn't be out of position. Generally, you're slicing when you're a little bit out of position. So, don't slice. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, for me... Uh, you don't mind chipping a few backhands? <laughs> well, no, no. I, I actually... Well, my wrist was starting to get a bit bad. And if I didn't, uh, you know, hit topspin the whole time in the warm-up, it wouldn't warm up. So, I, I'd, I'd really stay away from the slice. Although, but I oh, can really, see plenty yeah. of people out there... Mm. But, you know, I've seen some people that do their own thing and they're slicing both sides the whole warm-up. Oh, really? So, yeah, from the mini tip court. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's plenty of ways to do it, mate. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, well, like for me as a coach, so if I'm trying to set like the standard to get... Because when we say optimal time on the court, it's like my job as a coach is to get the most out of my kid on the court. And it's also like these are tips for, you know, if you're a player trying to get your most time. So me as a coach, for me to optimize that time, I just think kind of telling you know the person what they're going to be doing just even not if it's in super detail like you know minute like timed out brackets and that but just have a few little things of what you're going to be working on today so just 
you know, maybe we're going to be doing a lot of serving today. Maybe we're going to be doing, you know, heaps of rallies or drills, or it's going to be more a fitness related session or a technical related session. So like just giving them that mindset of what they know they're going to be working on. You can even discuss it with the player. What do they want to work on? So yeah, well, like, I yeah, think I'll just rather than jump... just like walking around lost, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, that's very important, you know, from those ages from anywhere from four to about 16, I'd say where it's just, yeah. you know, 95% of the time, your coach is probably going to know what's best for you to work well, on gonna, yeah, that, and you that should always day. be listening and if you follow that you're, you're not going to waste as much time on the court whereas if you're you know a younger kid and you're going out there and you're making demands of your coach early on and yeah i know and then it just becomes a pain for the what coach about like and, as a coach show do you think you should be like asking like i know you got to really know the trust the player and stuff it depends like it's a trust thing to know what they know you can ask them a little bit like you know what do you think you should work on but generally you should well, if you're if, a, if got, you're a player you should be listening yeah for sure but if you've got the you know kid who's really keen and doing all those right things mm. then of course you're going to go out there and actually ask i reward him a little yeah, bit like get him yeah. engaged in yeah. that what do you want to work on today exactly and right. stuff like exactly that right. so yeah. and i think that also can get them engaged and even if it's not something particularly what they want to do if you let him know about it mentally they can start to sort of prepare for it so yeah like i said i think having like explaining a little bit you know not again not of a detailed lesson plan but you know things to work on got you know yeah, we're, say, go, we're going to work on your forehand technique today as, as a know? base guideline the the coach should be taking control yeah if it's a, if that. it's a private lesson the coach should yeah. be taking control for you know the whole time until they're up up to about the 15 16 age and if they're yeah. you know if they're a much better yeah junior then yeah that you can start letting the uh student athlete have a bit more input yeah um, but I'd say, yeah, just as a base guideline, I'd just stick to that. Yeah, and just for, like I said, for people that are going out hitting with their friends or family or, you know, having a hitting partner or anything like that, talking about what you're going to do beforehand, you know, guys, we're going to hit cross-court forehands, cross-court backhands, we're going to play a set of doubles, yep. just so you know that a little bit. So, you know, some people have their routines anyway, but just to discuss that a little bit, just so you get the most of the time, so you don't look at the clock, you've run out, you know, you don't have as much time as what you thought you did and stuff like that. So now I guess this is more targeted to, you know, those younger players that are really trying to improve their game and everything, but just, you know, or anyone, I think just, you know, it's a, it's a very cliche thing to say, but just like having really good intensity, like I'm a big like quality over quantity sort of guy, like I do believe in like a lot of quantity is very important to getting better at tennis, Of course, but that quality and that, so just that intensity during you know your drills your hitting all that sort of stuff which again is very cliche but like what do you think about what what is your opinion on you know a statement like well, that well there's different levels to intensity when some people when they hear the word intensity they think oh, i've got to be maxing out all the time mm. but intensity have level has levels you know there's low intensity high intensity mid intensity yeah yeah yes i do agree with you in the sense that you should be training at a high intensity for most of the time but i think that there's certain aspects in tennis where you know, your intensity can uh, drop a, a little bit, mm. uh, maybe in the way your body's moving, but I think that the level your mind's working at should always yeah, be high. That's, I, yeah, that's actually yeah. good. Because like you said, you do, even like the perfect example is like, you know, watching Raf and Nadal train and like Federer train. And not that they don't do different things, but exactly like you right. see Nadal is just like, you know, a picture of just super focused and smoking everything and then Federer. And then you go to another level and then there's Kyrgios who's... 
yeah we'll, we'll leave that just for another day but um but yeah even like yeah. someone like yeah like and fed did you see all these hitting videos where he's kind of just cruising a little bit in that yeah, but he's like shanking a few balls yeah, yeah but yeah, probably yeah. in his mind he he knows what he's doing you know what i mean he's probably you know he's a guy that he's he knows exactly what his body needs and he's got it all worked it's out more like team. a management sort of no thing no one yeah. needs to tell that guy what to do he's, <laughs> he's figured it all out mate. yeah yes. but it's funny because like Rafa's figured it all out too, but he's yeah, like exactly an absolute right. Trojan yeah. horse on the court when he yeah. trains. So yeah. two opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're yeah. both going about it. So like that. I said, I think what you said is good though. Like you know, obviously you want that physical intensity, but just mentally to be engaged and stuff all the time. And that's what, yeah, that's kind of led on to the I other think, things I that I want to think like about. Just being doing, engaged, yeah. just like always having a purpose, and you know, knowing what you're doing at the time. You know, like I said, lesson plan. That's like the the what you're going to do during the lesson but now be engaged on certain specific things so like things like little technical things like i'm going to be doing this all the time all the time all the time you know repeating drills and just trying to get the most yeah, out of it and that's when i think it comes into what i was saying where you, your body doesn't have to be working as hard but your mind does on things when you're doing specific drills yeah like on one specific shot so you're doing a short forehand and you know you're just running up hitting a short forehand you, your mind needs to be completely locked in on that because it's a shot that you never want to miss in a tennis match. Yeah, yeah. Because that's your bread and butter, and that's what needs to win your matches. So mm. if your mind's locked in all the time there, good. But say you you don't need to go out there and hit you know fifty in a row. Yeah, yeah nonstop. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. then, well, then your mind's going to lapse a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know there's definitely strategies and how you want to go yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um. Yeah, like just staying engaged and stuff during the whole lesson, and this is one thing. Or like yeah, whole hit or whatever. But this is one thing I see a little bit too when people are doing drills, and when I was saying getting the most out of your time on the court, not wasting time on the court. This is a common thing I see, which is like a good little bit of advice I'll give. Is when you are doing your drills, when you miss a shot, like onto the next ball, like don't let it affect you. Just go like rep it out all the time. You know what I mean? The common thing I see like so much with younger kids is they're doing a drill. Just say here's a good example. You know I'm going to feed. 10 forehands, okay? Run across, whip them across court, out to the cones, And I bet you don't even finish the drill sometimes. Yeah, well, like, (laughs) what they do is they hit three or four shots, they're going to miss one, go back, they roll their eyes a little bit, you know, they make a little gasp or something like this. They run out, they'll miss the second ball, and then I'm just thinking, oh, the next three shots, they're cactus. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, you're not going to be perfect. Like, make one error, one error. Don't make it four. No, you're exactly right. Um, I don't. Yeah, look, I, I, a, I, I try to get into them when my kids young. That's a that's a common problem, not just in kids from you know yeah toddler ages. Oh, to all profe- the way to, yeah, you see professionals. They're gonna like get yeah. in a close game, lose a game, and then like it turns into a set. And it's like, but I think those habits are built on the training court. So you got to remind, like, be remind yourself, and if you're a coach, remind yeah, you your don't player. Want to snowball. Yeah, don't snowball. Just let it go, and like you build those little things. So like when they learn those little things during drills. Then during a match, they will lose a point. They'll leave it at a point. But if you see those guys carrying on during drills a little bit, then when they go play a match, they're going to do the same thing. So you've got to build those habits on the training court and you'll get the most out of your time on the court and you'll just train smarter, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think a good little tip there is, you know, it's, say you're in a rally, you're just doing, you know, cross courts or whatever and you miss a ball long. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen people react to that straight away, like you're saying. Mm. Just keep the rally going you missed it long yeah. there's no reason yeah, you can't 100%. keep the rally going just yeah, keep going so oh, this gets you. me all the time as well when they're hitting and their core balls out and stuff for like two inches I'm like play the ball <laughs> on what are you doing it's training yeah yeah so yeah, what's no. like one do you have anything 
Like, what's another thing? Just being like making the most of your time on the court. Um, yeah, I think uh, being coachable. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think uh, you know, I've obviously, I'm a coach from experience. Uh, you know, coaching on the court and seeing people get coached on the court. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, an easy way to go about it, and there's a hard way to go about it, and I've dealt with the hard way many times, and yeah, almost always when someone isn't acting coachable, the whole session. So what do you? What is, is being coachable? We know what the word is. What does that actually mean? Being coachable. You see it on like you know banners and signs, and and you know people will say, "What does it mean?" I mean, it's it's, it's as simple as when you're on the court, or not even just on a court, in anything. Mm. Uh, just being open to someone yeah. coming in and telling you that you're doing something not wrong, but you can do it better. Yeah. And accepting that this person that you've often gone out and yeah. you're paying them money yeah. to teach you something. Yeah. Well, you, you should go out and listen to them then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're not only one, wasting everyone's time, but you're also throwing money away a lot yeah. of the time. But even if it's just someone that you look up, even even if you have any hit and it's just a court hire, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. But look, there is a there is you know some some cases where people come in and you know you haven't asked anyone their opinions and then they're coming at Mm. you and telling you to do this and this. Well, you don't need to listen to those people. Yeah, yeah. But if you've gone out and yeah, like I said, this is like when we say optimizing time. This is specific to like time on the court with a coach. Being coachable is obviously time on the court with a coach, and it's yeah. I think yeah. Obviously, I have my opinions on what it means, and it's similar. Just being open, I think what you said is perfect. Yeah. Just be open to opinions. Don't bite back. Don't have to have your like give your voice, but also understand that yeah, you're you're there with a coach. You they yeah, just mo- make an effort. What, they know listen best. to what yeah. they say, and then show them in a way that yeah. you've taken it on board, and you're going to actively go out there and try and do it. Yeah, and like advice for young ones as well. If you think you have an opinion or something bring it up in a way that like has a little bit of logic don't just like no or like on bite back or anything yeah. like that so like yeah just bring because like many coaches are generally open to feedback we want yeah, feedback correct, correct. so oh, you know I've, I've seen someone doing this mm. and then you know give an example and then the coach yeah. can go oh okay well and they can explain why that's what you're seeing there is wrong or they yeah. can actually say oh why that aspect might be right yeah 100%. and then maybe you can learn a lesson from both 100 percent. i learned yeah i learned from my kids like a yeah. lot and i that's what it is like sort of communication stuff and i think that also yeah leads into like things like communicating throughout the lesson and also being open to change as well yes. what might be happening so just say for example you know you're going through time and you know, being smart on the court and, you know, you might have that lesson planned, but, you know, something's not working or it's something is working, you're going to stay on it. If something's not working, you're going to dedicate more time to it. So being adaptable and like moving it around. So whether that is with a hitting partner, whether you just go have a hit with a friend on the weekend and, and uh, or, you know, when you're with a coach or anything, you know, adapt the time on the court to what is working or what isn't working and have like an open mind in that way as well. Because otherwise you're going to, you know, you're going to get stuck in a washing machine. You're going to get stuck in the same cycle of going around in yeah. circles and not actually improving. Yeah, 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 and for you, sure. You won't in any way be maximizing your time on the court. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I said, I I agree with all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's good to have a little chat and to delve into a few of those things. So, yeah, like I said, um, we have covered a few different things then. You know, we covered things from getting, you know, before your even time on the court starts to things you should be doing there. And I think it sort of leads us to like afterwards. Yeah. So now maximize your time on the court. Now let's just extend that just for a moment. 
you're off the court. Now what are you doing? Does it just okay. turn off? <laughs> it shouldn't. No, it I, shouldn't. Wish, I wish it was that easy, yeah. <laughs> now uh, what do we do? Well, I mean, there's your warm down. Uh, that's, yeah. That's completely important. Yeah. Um, because... Looking after your body. Yeah, I, I was very bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> my flexibility was shocking. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I didn't take my warm down too seriously, so... Uh, and I but didn't, why is that but, good but, though? Just because. But the thing was, I didn't. I didn't learn that from a young age that that yeah. was so important. So yeah, if you build that habit when you're younger, you're going to learn it. Yeah, or all it's the just, way is up that, life, it yeah. is a habit, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it doesn't have to be long. It, you know, ten minutes. It's an extra ten minutes. It's going to save your body. Yeah. You know, into those later years in life, uh, or the years when you, if you actually want to be a player, yeah. when you, when your body needs that. Because you're spending, if you're spending three, four, five hours on the quarter day, oh, yeah, I know, and you're yeah, not, you know, yourself. going out there and just doing the simple stretching, or, and that that comes into, there's there's many ways to warm down now. The the science of it is, yeah, I know, so so developed yeah. now. Yeah, like even from all the, like the foam rolling and yeah, the bands and everything like that, and you know, different dynamic stretches and everything like that. So I think it's good. And what about like just like mentally as well? Like you're off the session. Okay, your time on the court is over, but still, even you can optimize the time you did have on the court. A few like takeaways and like let it sit in your Look, mind I'm, a little bit. I'm not, or I'm not the biggest believer in like overthinking it in, or what. Yeah, exactly right in overthinking it. Look, there's yeah. plenty of people that it depends on who you are. Yeah, some personalities that, will dictate this a little bit. Like I'd say uh, for someone, like I don't know if he does it, but someone like Nadal, it's. Mm. For him, he seems like he was an absolute student of the game and would do everything right if it, yeah. if it would, you know, give him that extra edge. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen people go out and, you know, they're writing in, in, in diaries or books yeah, and diaries books, and, yeah, yeah, give himself of, ratings of what they worked and things on. They write, yeah. And I see coaches implement this and, you know, some kids take it on, some don't, and that's a personality thing. But yeah. Yeah, just little logbooks, you know, what did you work on today? What worked well? What didn't work well? How did you maximize your time in the court yeah. but Did i think just giving it thought time? as well don't just like disregard it be like what who am i what personality am i what will i get most after you know how will i assess my sessions will i just like yeah, yeah. walk off the court and be clear about it and i've made a conscious decision to do that or do i think i need a bit of feedback do i need to like think about it on the drive home or discuss it that night or like what am i going to work on tomorrow or you know how was my hit last week how is it going to be now the following week you know for the people that are hitting like once a week and stuff like that so you know, you can have that little thought or maybe before you go on the court next week, think about what you did the yeah, time before. All this like sort of just like a, a memory and stuff like that of how everything's going can be clever as well, I think. There, there are multiple ways to do it, like you said, with multiple personalities. So, mm. I mean, if you can get that sorted when you're younger, obviously it's hard because, yeah, you know, sometimes with kids, I don't know what. Yeah, of course. It's different. Where, They're where not gonna, yeah, at, they know? have to be reminded. So, but, you know, <laughs> you are going to get those few kids who are really focused and, yeah, if you uh, put put the time into it, then off the court, you're going to spend a lot more time on the court maximizing it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, like I said, we just covered a few things there. Getting there early, warm-ups on the court, having a little a bit of a lesson plan, you know, some intensity and thought, engagement, focus during the time, during your time like yep, there, yep. those hours. You know, being open, if you're if you're there getting coaching, being open to taking, you know, have an open mind to taking some criticism, some, um, you know, compliments and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, just having a little bit of a conscious mind, you know, right after that, having a warm down, being smart with that sort being of stuff, for you, looking for your body, yeah. And um, just, yeah, have, a, have, a, have your mind switched on a little bit to think, what did I take away from that session? What did I do good? What did I do bad? Anything else, Patty? 
no, I was just going to say, yeah, and if you are, if there are anything you're having trouble with, hopefully in the next uh, few months, we're going to delve into each of these categories yeah, a lot deeper. Yeah, like definitely, yeah. Actually go through some strategies of uh, what yeah. you can do. Like I said, it was just a bit of a general topic, yeah. for sure. Yeah, just, just to, to get, get the started. conversation going exactly Yeah, right. 100%. Anyway, um, yeah, look forward to the, uh, sorry, had fun during... <laughs> Uh, during the chat patty I appreciate your time and your opinions and I look forward to doing many more of these yeah I can't wait to bounce a few more ideas off you mate yeah buddy I'm (laughs) 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 strong later homie Uh, peace see you guys